addiction. It claws its way into your life, stealing your hope and leaving you feeling utterly lost. You try to fight it, but its grip is tight. Its strength, overwhelming. You may feel defeated, but there's still a light burning. It's the light of hope, of recovery, and it shines from those who have faced the monster of addiction and emerged victorious, transformed by the power of faith. Welcome to Restored by Faith, the addiction recovery podcast, where we ignite the flame of hope by sharing triumphant stories of individuals who have shattered the chains of addiction and found true freedom in Christ. These are not just tales of overcoming a struggle. They are war cries, testimonies of resilience and transformations fueled by unwavering faith. Let's dive in. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Restored by Faith podcast. I am your host today. My name is Chris Busher, and I am sitting here with another one of our students who is doing phenomenal. He came in with the right attitude and just hit the ground running. His name is Michael. I'm going to go ahead and just introduce him. And Michael, welcome to the show. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time to open up to all the listeners here and be able to kind of give glory for what God has been doing inside of your life. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Very quickly, if you want to just, uh, well, not necessarily very quickly, but uh, would you like to kind of dive into your testimony? Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from, and you know what got you here to Adult and Teen Challenge of Texas. Uh, my name is uh, Michael Veronitis. I grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California, in a town called Van Nuys, California. My father was LAPD. Uh, him and my mother were married very young uh, when he got back from Vietnam. Uh, unfortunately, they divorced when I was very young. Um, so during their split... My mother decided to move to the East Coast uh, while my father uh, stayed on the West Coast. So we did a lot of traveling, my sister and I, who was uh, two years older than me. We would spend one year with my mother, one year with my father. And, uh, you know, I can't really say it was a horrible life. Uh, It was just a lot of traveling, which was okay. We got to see a lot of the countryside. Uh, Two different, completely different worlds, though. Uh, With my father, we grew up in a large city, you know, just outside of Los Angeles, with my mother, we were usually in little uh, back towns, uh, back country, uh, just different lifestyles. Uh, you know, father was city, mother was uh, country. Uh, we grew up on farms, raised animals, uh, you know, lots of different schools, lots of different people. Uh, so we just kind of grew up. Um, unfortunately, my father passed uh, 12 days for my 21st birthday. Uh, it was a bad car accident. Uh, took it hard. It was a hard hit. My uh, sister and I both uh, kind of took it as a hard hit, uh, but we we rolled with the punches. Uh, my sister and I were both in LA at the time. She had just graduated from UCLA. Uh, I was so I sort of kind of bowed down and out. I really hadn't jumped into using or uh, any alcohol or drugs at that moment in time, but. Uh, one day my sister came into my room and she said, okay, it's time to get up and get back to work. So we did. Uh, I got into work. I got into working in Hollywood. Uh, I just started out very low on the totem pole, as they say. I worked for a show called uh, The Fifth Element. Uh, was uh, moved my way up. Uh, during that time, I met uh, my wife when I was uh, 23. Uh, we were married very young. Uh, during this time, I had started drinking. Uh, I was using uh, casually uh, certain drugs, uh, marijuana and cocaine uh, were the top two choices for myself. 
I had good jobs uh, at the time. I was working in Hollywood. Uh, it was a company called Colored by Deluxe. We made uh, film prints. It was a good job. My wife had a good job. We were very fortunate. We had a good house, everything, you know, living the supposed dream life in the early 20s. Uh, but I, that's where the downfall started to happen for myself. Yeah, I just was living in the world. I, you know, was buying the fancy cars, fancy clothes, uh, had the fancy house, chasing everything I thought that society had told me that I was supposed to have. And uh, I started partying a lot harder. Unfortunately, it led to me in indiscretions that I can't take back in my life, things that I, you know, bad choices that I made that I can't ever recover. Uh, by the time I was 26, I was divorced. Uh, some poor choices led to some uh, time with uh, spending time behind dealing with judges, police, and the such. And that was when I first entered into a worldly rehab. I actually attended a pretty world-famous uh, rehab. It's called Betty Ford. It was in Palm Springs, California. It was a 28-day rehab. Kind of slap a Band-Aid on you, let you sober up for 28 days. and Yeah. Tell you everything's... everything's I've been to a few of those. Yeah, everything everything's going to be just great. You'll, you'll get back to work and you'll just be fine. Yeah, you know, divorced, 26, lost my house, uh, lost my dogs, which were my children, uh... It was just, you know, just into the world. Just kept, at that point, using and abusing. Uh, just going further down the rabbit hole, as they say. Uh, when I was 30, I decided to get out of Los Angeles. Uh, I moved to New Mexico. Uh, just lots of odds and ends jobs. Just kind of, just basically working to live. Not really having any purpose in life. Why? Why New Mexico? What? What brought you up there? Did you just spin a globe and just point, or <laughs> no? <laughs> actually, it, it, it took me closer uh, to my mother. Okay. At the time, so uh, I was trying to kind of reconcile, even though I was in in my the throes of a uh, of my addiction. I kind of wanted to get back to having. She was the only family that I really had left at that moment. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of reconnect, and I was hoping that that would do it. Um. But again, I just, bad relationships, bad thoughts, uh, just led to further, just falling down that, chasing that rabbit hole. But through it all, I was able to, I was always able to maintain jobs, uh, maintain an appearance. So everyone just thought everything was fine. Uh, I never, ever even thought of a relationship with the Lord, ever. It never even crossed my mind. Uh, I was a baptized Catholic as a baby. I would do the midnight mass, the Easter mass. See any Christian methods? Yeah, you know. yeah. You know, you show up those two days. You put on a good suit. You betcha. Yeah, you're you're good to go. You know. Um, but again, I hadn't uh, the calling. I just hadn't come. So, uh, God had again good jobs. I actually got into a long relationship uh, with a woman. Uh, it was a strong relationship, almost 13 years. Uh, she dealt with my drinking uh, because I she loved me and she always saw the best in me. Uh, but again, I just made poor choices. Uh, she didn't. She definitely didn't deserve, and that's something that I have to live with on a daily basis. But it's uh, you know, it's just part of who I am and what I was. But thank the Lord. Uh, 
certain decisions led me. I was on my way to North Carolina, uh, and I got stopped by the police in East Texas. And uh, I spent six months in a county jail uh, where I was forced to sober up. Um, and during that time, the Lord was introduced to me. Um, you know, everyone hears about the jailhouse uh, conversions, you know, oh, you're just doing it for the show. Yeah. But I, I wasn't, I didn't know anybody in the town that I was in. I wasn't trying to prove anything to anybody. I just had someone that put the book in front of me and said, Michael, have you ever read it for yourself? Not just sat there and listened to somebody tell you what the Lord thinks that you should know. Have you ever read his word for yourself? And I was honest and I said, no. And he said, well, <laughs> he said, read it. Yeah, here's your he, opportunity. He said, you're an intelligent person. Um, if you have questions, you know, then we'll sit down and we'll have a discussion. But yeah. to start, I want you to read it. So I did. And I was convicted. I, I just was. Um, I I don't know how to say it. I, the Lord just washed upon me and that was it. And I did. I followed. I just, I started following. I started serving. I started studying. I started digging as deep as I could. And for a few years, I just, I really, it was, it was amazing. The turnaround, the things that I saw happen in my life. It wasn't, oh, you know, now I have this house or now I have, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> you get a car and yeah, you get you, a car. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't <laughs> about that. It was just, but life was good. Yeah. Um, it just did it, everything started kind of fall into place um reconciliation started occurring with family members and it was good and then one day uh i got into an argument with somebody uh, and i just used it as an excuse and i fell back down the rabbit hole and i just when i did it i fell very hard yeah. and uh it's uh I'm very fortunate to be sitting here today. And I woke up uh, to an officer in jail, and I did not know what I had done. Um, and I was arraigned, um, charged with a felony for unleashing a uh, weapon uh, unlawfully within city limits. Again, I have no recollection of the event. Uh, I wasn't aimed directly at anybody. It was just my own stupidity, my own addiction. Uh, it was a horrible situation. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was a, an awakening moment. And the judge, when I got in front of a judge, he said, well, we can send you to a uh, state-funded uh, rehab program. It'll just be, you know, 90 days. You'll be out, and everything will be fine again. And <laughs> and I just, I, I did. I looked, and I said, that's not the answer. And thankfully, my mother, um, she did some research, and she came upon Adult Teen Challenge. And I was uh, led by a phone call. Uh, I was introduced to the staff. Uh, the staff uh, received me with open arms, uh, with love and care. Um, the day I got out, um, they came and picked me up. I came here with a pair of sweatpants, uh, 
pair of sneakers on my feet and a sweatshirt. Yeah, we got you right from the jail cell, didn't yeah, we? Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> and I could have, there was other places to go, but I knew this was where I was supposed to be. And I, I it, the journey that led me here was just, it was just clearly cut and as if to say, this is where you're supposed to be. And like Pastor Chris said, um, I was anxious. Um, I knew I had to repent uh, for choices that I had made. But I knew that uh, my father uh, was there and, uh, with open arms and had just been waiting for me to uh, realize and repent and ask for forgiveness. And forgiveness was there. And as of today, today is one month, actually. Amen. Yeah, it's one month, and uh, I've been thrown with, you know, we we dive into uh, the Word on a daily basis. Uh, we study, uh, we pray, we worship. Uh, the camaraderie amongst the men that live in this facility is uh, truly amazing. Uh, the staff has our backs, um, you know, but this is uh, individual growth. Uh, you get out of it what you put into it. Uh, yeah. The Lord, it, it's all there for you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and it's 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 fun to actually witness uh, the moments of the the men, including myself, very much so, you know, when you just have that moment of just the blessings and the, the love and the camaraderie of the brotherhood. Uh, it's, it's, it, it just is. It's amazing. It's, it's hard to explain something like it, that. It, it really, truly is. Uh, you know, I, last night uh, we went on a mission trip down to or over to Paris, Texas, to help out the Salvation Army because, as you all know, it got real cold. Oh, yeah. I'm going through one of those winter storms of a lifetime here in Texas. You know, and I didn't need a reminder of how blessed I am, but it it was just a, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was an eye-opening experience of just... 30 days removed from those types of situations and just seeing the, the starch difference between you, who you once were, and who you are now. And where I where I see myself going and... The conversations that we had and and choosing and uh pastor chris has been more than gracious to you know there he's like come on let's go uh, <laughs> we're just you know this this journey doesn't have to stop after you know 12 months it, yeah. it, it, we're gonna keep going you know we can do some internship we can we can further along sky's the limit yeah we can we can go you have no idea where we can go and it's all through him, and uh, thank God for him. Thank the, it's just all the glory, all the power. Amen. Now let me ask you this: so you've been here about about one, thirty days as of today, right? Yes. Um, so I, kn- I know they don't call this place Teen Easy; we call it Teen Challenge yes, for a reason. Very much so. I imagine in those thirty days, there's been at least one moment or one situation that has been absolutely difficult for you, um, or maybe even a point where you were about ready to walk away and give up. Can you tell us just one of these moments, one of these situations that was probably the most difficult for you while here as a student in our program? So as students, uh, we do uh, we do do work. I mean, we, we work. We're, we're yeah. not just uh, we we trust me. We study diligently. We do, we do. We have our we have contracts as we call them uh, laid out uh, work that we do in the Bible with uh, add-ons, uh, pamphlets, and I mean it's it's amazing the work we do. But then we do physical work, whether it be helping out, you know, uh, reshaping the 
the foundation of our home. <laughs> our our uh, falling down, down campus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Uh, through the power and the glory, uh, we've got some amazing amazing men here and we we put our back into it and uh we we use what we got my mother used to call it moh materials on hand oh praise god we we use what we got and it's if you could ever want to come on by and see the changes uh, you're more than welcome to we we welcome visitors we, we would love to have you uh but for a moment for me uh when i was brought in on the intake uh, a question was posed to me uh do you cook <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? I, I enjoy uh, cooking. I was speaking, you know, of course, for myself. And, Not for uh, an entire campus. Yeah, right? and all of a sudden uh, yeah, we had an, a situation that arose where there was a need that presented itself in the kitchen to, to actually jump in and, and cook for, you know, we're between students and staff, you know, we're 20 to 25, depending on the day. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different than just cooking for one. Yeah, you know, I can pop a couple eggs in a pan and, you know, have a quick breakfast. But, you know, all of a sudden you've got men that are, you know, grown men that are about to go out into a cold day, go to work, and you got to make their lunches. You, you know, you got to, you got to have a nice uh, breakfast for them. You got to have a dinner that's ready for them. For the men that stay on campus, we have to have a lunch ready for them. And uh, we're blessed that uh, we, we have the ability to do it. But again, uh, we don't have a, a kitchen staff per se. You know, it's, it's, it's us. We, we take care of one another. And I'm not just saying it's me, but I was a little, I was a little overwhelmed. I, and I won't, uh, put any, any words into that besides it was, it was an, a daunting task at first. And, uh, Pastor Daniel came to me and he said, Michael, um, the situation has come up and I need you to be able to, to bend. <laughs> <laughs> be a little flexible. <laughs> and the word bend to me uh through my work career is always I, I yeah, that's it's my way or the highway usually. <laughs> 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 so I was like, bend? Okay. And so but I did and uh you know, uh all of a sudden uh one a gentleman that is interning here, Brian, uh he jumped into the kitchen with me and now we have the kitchen uh, completely transformed. It's it's we've gone cleaned. Uh, we've reorganized the storerooms. Uh, we when we go out, we actually know what we have, so we yeah. know when we go to the food banks, we know what we need. Uh, we have menus. It's uh, very structured, and it's it's just come together. And so even if it's not my day where I I might get a day off, then we can plug in a couple of the other students to jump on in. But it's easier for them to you know step on. And see that the menu's laid out for the day. Here's the material. And let's, let's do it today. So yeah, that was a, it was, and I, it was, a, it was for me, it was frustrating. It was, but I did, I went and I prayed upon it and I, I was just told, Mikey got a bend. Well, I, I got good news and bad news for you. The good <laughs> news is that time that you were asked to bend and taking over that kitchen and doing a phenomenal job. The good news is you did a great job. I walked in that morning. I had no idea you got put in that position. I looked around. I'm like, this looks different. This looks good. <laughs> well, so that's the good news. The bad news is, you know, you're constantly going to be asked to quote-unquote bend. <laughs> you know, they don't call it teen easy. It's a pressure cooker. It's it going to be life-changing. And, you know, you accomplish the first one, you know, and there's going to be more coming in the future. And 
you know, just keeping, keeping focused and doing what you got to do. And God brings the increase and it's just a phenomenal. It's, thing it's, to it's funny at. though, the, the, now it's, it's looking at the opportunities that present themselves. It's, it's where can I, okay, let's, let's bend and let's see where this, this takes us rather than being rigid and fighting it yeah. bend. And it's amazing where the outcome takes you. Yeah. So I got another question here for you. Yes, so we talked about some of some of the most difficult times. Let's talk about uh, at least one of the good positive times. What was probably the most impactful time that you've had in this last month or one of the times that you'll probably never forget? What's one of those moments? I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, it was actually uh, last Thursday evening uh, during our uh, prayer and worship service. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, it right? Was a, it was a powerful moment. Uh, we... We all come together in the chapel, as we call it, and uh, we we listen to the songs and we sing songs. Uh, we're all together, and uh, the, just the energy, the love uh, between the brotherhood. Uh, your wife uh, was yep. even there, uh, you know, and we had an outside uh, a pastor that came and from Calvary Chapel, from Calvary Paris. Chapel on Paris. Yeah, he yeah. loves you guys, and loves it, you. he 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 was so strong, and it was funny because he had he had one thing prepared. But on the drive, he had he had been driven uh, through the Lord to present it uh, something completely different off the cuff because he just said it, it was just put on his heart. And when he brought the word, it was just amazing. And it was and the energy is always so high here, which is amazing to me. Even in the mornings when you get up, um, you know, we all get together and we have. But that night, uh, just I know it's only been a month, but everybody in the room, some have been here nine, ten months some have been here six months, some of, of two months, one month, you know, we're all different along our path, but everybody was just like, there was the energy, something, was, happening. It, something yeah. was big that night and the spirit was moving and that's all I can say. I had to watch the kids, so I didn't get to actually go to that service, but when my wife came home, I mean, there she was glowing. She's like, you should have been there. It was amazing. And I'm like, I go there a lot. I know what it's like. And she's like, no, this one was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so it was uh, in those moments, and you know, and it, it can be the simple things. Like I said, the the four of us jumping in the van last night and going to the Salvation Army to serve, and yeah. you know, it was it was you know making beds and getting people out of the cold, and it was just. Have you ever done missions work before? Not like not, not like, like that. This. Well, it's just starting. Yeah, you know, one yeah, thing I, that we like to do is we like to not just take from this community. We want to give to this community. We want to be a light in this community. So. You know, you got to experience uh, ministering at the Salvation Army in their time of need. But there'll be other times in the coming months where we'll be going to nursing homes and singing cheesy songs for the elderly. Well, that's or, you know, great. Uh, doing all types of stuff like that. You know, physical stuff, you know, helping out, you know, some widows and uh, less fortunate people in their yards and stuff. But, you know, there's a wide range of things. And that's one of the beautiful things about being part of this ministry is we love to give back because, you know, Jesus says those who have been forgiven, they love much. And that's what we do. We've been forgiven so much, much more than we could possibly put into words on this podcast. Yeah. Um, You know, Michael, I want to thank you just for for coming on the show and just kind of encouraging everybody and and being vulnerable and opening up. If there was somebody that's out here listening right now, they could be listening today or, you know, years down the road. Maybe they're trapped in addiction. Maybe they're a family member of someone trapped in addiction, or maybe there's someone that's about ready to walk away from, from God. What encouragement could you give them right here, right now, uh, to keep them focused? Uh, all I can say is, coming from my experience, uh, just know that the Lord is there with you always. Um, 
not only through the good times. He he stands with you right there in the bad times, and he he, he as you reach out to him, and I I promise you, he's gonna reach right back out to you and show you the love um, that again, like Pastor Chris said, that you might not think that you deserve, but he sent his son, and his son said that we are worth it. Yeah, and he he loves us so much, and all we have to do is believe study, uh, follow, and uh, you'd be amazed uh, the things that will be shown to you. And I just truly believe that. Don't ever think that you are completely lost. Uh, I've been in the holes. I've been down to the depths. And you know what? You can come up. And if you need help, we are here. Yeah. And I, and I promise you that. If you make a phone call, you won't believe uh, the sincerity, the love of this place. It's uh, it's amazing, and uh, we're looking. You know the thing that I've heard around. Uh, we, we're expecting big things to happen. Twenty twenty four is going to be the year here for East Texas. Yeah, and we're 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 ready for it. Uh, we're ready for uh, any of those that are ready for to jump on board. Uh, come along. Yeah, uh, we're we're here for you. Amen. Now, Michael, again, I just want to thank you uh, just for being vulnerable and, and encouraging everyone listening here. Uh, we like to end every uh, every podcast episode by asking our guests uh, to to pray, pray for a blessing not only for this campus, but pray a blessing for all the listeners and every single person out there that might be still trapped in addiction. That God would have His way and He would move in a way that only He can move. Heavenly Father, uh, we come to you today, just so thankful, uh, so very thankful for all the blessings that you show us, uh, not only here. Father, not only amongst the brotherhood that we've created here, uh, but also uh, just amongst everyone in this world. Uh, we're so thankful that uh, no matter where we find ourselves, uh, that if we reach out to you, Lord, and we truly believe and we truly are willing to repent, that we know that you will be there to uplift us, to pick us up, to gather us. Uh, gather us up within you. Uh, show us the love. Show us the the care that you, we all know that you have there. Uh, please allow uh, your love to shine upon those that need it so desperately right now, uh, all across this world, uh, whether it be in the war-torn uh, areas uh, that we all know of, um, down to the corners, uh, you know, even in Paris, down to those that are cold this evening. Let them know that there is a shelter for them that uh, you have prepared um, that is is there to wait waiting for them uh all across all across the world all across this land we're just so thankful uh for you father uh very thankful uh, on a, just to have found you just to have been able to read your word know how much you love us dear father it's your most precious son's name that we pray amen amen as we draw the curtains on another powerful episode of Restored by Faith, we want to thank you for joining us on this journey of resilience, redemption, and unwavering faith. If you or someone you know is battling addiction, we encourage you to reach out to the East Texas Men's Center, where the flame of hope is kindled and lives are transformed. You don't have to face this journey alone. The East Texas Men's Center is here to provide support, guidance, and a community that understands the challenges of addiction. Take that courageous step towards recovery and redemption. Call the East Texas Men's Center at 903-652-2352 or visit their website at easttexasmensrehab.org. 
Remember, the journey to restoration begins with a single step of faith. Thank you for being a part of the Restored by Faith community. Until next time, may the light of Christ guide you on your path to healing and freedom.